afternoon, everyone. We thank each and every one of you for joining us on today for our Sunday afternoon uh, call of worship and praise. We will just bite your heads for a moment of prayer. Gracious God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for another day that you have made and allowed us the opportunity to witness to on today. Continue to open up our eyes, continue to uh, open our ears so that we may see what it is and hear what it is that you're calling us to in this season. Uh, we actually Lord, just continue to bless the church family of Second Baptist Church as we continue to operate in this virtual world uh, due to pandemic. Uh, continue to help us to see what it is that you are yet making known to us in this season as well. Dear God, we actually uh, we pray all this, we pray this prayer in the only name that matters in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Amen. I want to take the opportunity uh, to turn it over to our own First Lady, Dr. Demetrius Harris, for the reading of our scripture this morning. Good, good afternoon, everyone. Praise the Lord. Our scripture comes from the book of Jeremiah, the 31st chapter, verses 15 through 17. Jeremiah 31, verses 15 through 17. Thus says the Lord, a voice is heard in Ramah, lamentations and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted <clears throat> for, her, for her children because they are no more. Thus says the Lord, keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for there is a reward for your work, says the Lord. They shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope for the future, said the Lord. Your children shall come back to their own country. May his words continue to bless and comfort us. Amen. Thank you very much, First Lady, for the reading of our scripture on this morning. Greatly appreciate it. I want to take this time now to turn it over to our own brother Nathaniel Kearney for a moment of song and praise. Brother Nathaniel, are you with us this morning? Yes, I am. All right. All right.
Thank you very much, Brother Nathaniel, for that song on today. We greatly appreciate you this morning, this afternoon, for reminding us of how much Lord and Savior Jesus Christ loves us. Take this opportunity now to turn it over uh, to our own Reverend Dr. James Henry Harris for the preach word on this morning. Dr. Harris, are you live? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good morning to everybody. Appreciate it. God bless all of us for being a part of this service today um, on January the 24th, fourth Sunday in January. Remember that next Sunday is the fifth Sunday, the last Sunday in this month. Reverend Sister Demetrius already read for you the scripture this morning. I shall uh, reiterate a few of those verses from the 31st chapter of the great prophet Jeremiah, starting with the 15th verse. Thus saith the Lord, a voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Thus saith the Lord, keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. For there is a reward for your work, says the Lord. They shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, says the Lord. Your children shall come back to their own country. Those few verses, the focus of our scripture in the focus of our sermon today. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for all of your blessings. We thank you for this day. We thank you for healing. We thank you for protection. We pray now for everybody under the sound of my voice that we might have hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Our sermon today, language just extrapolated right out of the text. There is hope for your future, says the Lord. There is hope for your future, says the Lord. My beloved brothers and sisters, every day as I look around and as I see the landscape, a panoramic view of the sky, a sky that's sometimes blue, sometimes gray, sometimes blessed by rain and sunshine, but often lurking in the shadows and making their way over the horizons. The clouds are forming and the storm also is rising. With each passing day, the burden of sickness and despair and the weight of the chilly Waters of death hang around my neck and your neck and the necks of thousands like an albatross pulling us down as we struggle to stand wobbling with the shadows and wafting with the wind. Every day as I am, as we are, continually bombarded by the reports of the coronavirus, reports of the vaccine, the clamor and the confusion, 
the long lines in stadiums, the long waits of people, people like you, people like myself, others, people gripped by fear, people strangled by doubt, unable to do the things that we must do to live, to help others live, to wash our hands all day, every day, to wear our masks, and to keep your distance. It all seems so antithetical to life, and yet we must do it in order to live. It seems, all of it seems so hopeless, so hyperactive, so much like a dream, like a nightmare, like an old Alfred Hitchcock movie, like the plague during the Middle Ages. All of it seem almost like the dark ages. People want normalcy. Yes, I too want to get back to church. We want to stand in the pulpit, to sit in the beautiful holy sanctuary, to hear the children running and singing and crying and playing and laughing again. Yes, like Ephraim and like Judah, we too seem to be in exile in exile, banned from the sanctuary, exiled from the congregation, exiled from singing the songs of praise, exiled from visiting the sick, exiled from homes and from hospitals, from dinners and banquets, and boules and bars and bonfires, and the list goes on and on and on. My beloved, we can no longer turn on the news or look at our computers, or turn on our cell phones without being bombarded by the big bugaboo, the bear, the burden of despair, calculated every day by Johns Hopkins, calculated every day by the Center, Centers for Disease Control, calculated every day by the National Institutes of Health, by the Department of Health and Human Services. My beloved, in less than one year, the coronavirus deaths have surpassed the number of people killed during the four years of World War II. In 12 months or less, we have exceeded the number of deaths that took place between 1941 and 1945 in a world war. In one year, we have lost 420,000 American lives. And so you can put it in context, in the four years of World War II, four to five years, 1941, 42, 43, 44, 45, there were 407,000 soldiers' lives lost. This is a war that we are in. There have been over 420,000 lives lost in the coronavirus. Yes, it's a war that we are in. It's a war more deadly than guns and bombs and bullets. And yet, many of our people are still frolicking and traveling and celebrating like it's, in the words of Prince, 1999. And suddenly everybody has gotten religion. 
And all of a sudden, people want to know when is the church opening back up. And I'm saying, please give me a break. Many of these folk didn't come to church when the church was open seven days a week. In verse 17, the Jeremiah text says, there is hope for your future. There is hope for your future. Wow. This verse alone. But there indeed are many others makes Jeremiah the prophet of hope. The doom of the people, their disobedience, their exile, give way to the promise of hope. It's a message of hope that restoration for Israel is certain and contain what are probably some of the most moving, some of the most poignant words of all prophetic expressions concerning the eternal nature and the divine love of our almighty God. My beloved, this morning, love and hope are bosom buddies, almost twins like yin and yang, like Peter and Paul. The text says Rachel is clearly the maternal ancestress of the nation. But Rachel in this text is bewailing her lost children. And then as the text proceeds, her children miraculously appear. The Bible says in verse 15, Rachel is weeping for her children and she refuses to be comforted. And then the Lord says to her, keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. They shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, says the Lord. So my beloved brothers and sisters of Second Baptist, hope is indeed an expectation of an anticipation. Hope is a now phenomenon that mitigates against the agony, mitigates against the pain of despair. Hope is a human desire, a desire to overcome the gripping hands of nihilism and resignation to the way things are. No, we cannot succumb. We cannot resign ourselves to the way things are because we have hope. Hope is the crowning glory of expecting God to intervene in our lives and God does. How do you know, brother preacher? I know because God has done it in the past. The same God who rescued us from the gripping hands of chattel slavery in the South, the same God who saved us from the 1850 slave laws, the same God who redeemed us, the same God who spoke to Harriet Tubman in Sojourner Truth, the same God who enabled those who preach to continue to declare his word. I'm saying that God is the ground of hope. God is the basis, the ground of our hope. And as human beings without hope, we are indeed resigned unto a sickness unto death. But God has instilled a message of hope in our DNA, imprinted in our humanity, embossed in our souls, burnished 
in our hearts and in our minds. How else can we face the present and the future? We have done it. We continue to do it. So my beloved brothers and sisters, I say to you today that hope is both present and future. There is a kind of nowness to our hope. In other words, the isness of our hope is now. The text says there is hope. The very fact of our nowness, its current state, the reality of this present moment, in spite of its devastation, in spite of its despair, in spite of the state of the nation and the politics of violence and the politics of hate seen vividly on the airways day after day and night after night, folk wielding and acting out their supremacy, their white supremacy. And yet, as black folk, we remain hopeful now. Today is a day of hope. But not only today, but also the future. We can look forward to a brand new day. We can look forward to a brand new world. A world that this scripture text creates. It creates a world of hope. So I say to you, Second Baptist, those who hold your head down in despair, those who have succumbed to a state of depression, those who for one way or another are unable to pull themselves up from the grimy grip that takes place every single day, I encourage you to have hope and to never lose hope because hope is not only a present phenomenon, it is a future event as well as the text declares there is hope for your future. That means that we can't give up today because we have a future that's unfolding before our very eyes. And there is hope for our future, no matter how bad, no matter how dark, no matter how dank, no matter how distressed things appear and seem today. I'm saying to the people of God, hold your head up, ground your, your, your loins in hope, and hold on to the hope that has sustained us in years past. My hope is built on nothing less than what Jesus has already done for us. Keep your hand grounded in hope. Keep holding on, my beloved brothers and sisters. Hold on for a little while longer. Just a little while longer, hold on, because there is hope. I know how things look. I know how things feel. I know how things seem to be, but I encourage us today to be hopeful and to know that we serve a God of love and we serve a God of hope. The love of God gives us hope in spite of the conditions of existence. Hold on. Hold on. Don't give up. Keep clinging to the God of our salvation, the God who has brought us a mighty long way, the God who will continue to sustain us 
and keep us. So my beloved, as the text says, thus says the Lord, keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. For there is a reward for your work, says the Lord. There is hope for your future. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost and to our God of hope. As it was in the beginning, it's now and ever shall be world without end. Let the people say amen. 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 We thank you very much, Dr. Harris, for uh, preaching to us a message of hope on today. I hope many of you were uh, inspired and um, motivated. I hope you are hopeful that we too can continue to move forward, uh, even in this season of pandemic. I want to take this opportunity now just to turn it over to uh, our uh, um, health guru, uh, Dr. Hart as he uh, updates us on uh, the vaccination and uh, Corona-19 altogether, COVID-19 altogether, as well as any other uh, health matters Dr. Hart desires to speak on this morning. Dr. Hart, are you with us on today? Before Dr. Hart starts, also Dr. Jones, if he is on the, if he's on the call, sometimes, you know, he has an emergency, but if he's on the call, he can follow Dr. Hart.
the Richmond City Historical Health District transition to 1B on January 18th. However, it is likely that the governor will be announcing some adjustments to the priority list this week. <clears throat> and why? Unfortunately, due to the incompetence of the last administration, the federal government is sending a very limited supply, weekly supply of the vaccine to the states, including Virginia. As a result of the limited supply, health districts are receiving weekly allocations of the vaccine based on the population size of their health district as a percentage of the total population in the Commonwealth. In other words, the population of Richmond is 3% of the total population of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Therefore, Richmond City will receive approximately 3% of the vaccine allocated weekly to the Commonwealth. My district, which has eight localities, is 2% of the total population of Virginia. Therefore, we will receive 2% of the vaccine allocated weekly to the Commonwealth. Elections have consequences, and until this new administration fixes this nightmare, this is the current status of the vaccine supply to Virginia. And on a more personal note, I will just add one plea to this situation. Please stop sending nasty and angry emails to the health districts and to the health directors. This is not going to fix the situation. I mean, I know folks are angry and upset, and they should be. The health districts and health directors did not create this mess. This debacle was created by the last incompetent administration in Washington, D.C., and until this new administration is able to facilitate increased vaccine production and supplies, we will still need everyone to continue practicing the three W's, wash your hands, wash your distance, and wear your mask so we can all go forth and be well and be well and go forth. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Clark, for uh, offering us a moment of understanding. Dr. Jones, are you with us on this morning? Not. I want to uh, take this opportunity to remind each and every one of you of our opportunities to give on today. You can meet someone at the church up until 2 o'clock. Uh, someone will be there to receive their size and offer. If you're unable to get there by 2 p.m., you can leave them in the drop box uh, today or any time this week. You can also send them to 1400 Idlewood Avenue, Richmond, Virginia, 23220. You can also use our online giving options. Uh, go to sbcwestend.com. Click on the Donate tab, you scroll down to the option for PayPal, um, or you can scroll down even further to the option for Cash, cash App. Uh, when utilizing Cash App, you want to uh, give or uh, make your submission via Cash App using the dollar sign, second that. Uh, that's the dollar sign number two, N-D-B-A-P-C, dollar sign, second that. Uh, those are our opportunities to give. We continue to encourage you to uh, be prayerful and uh, mindful of your size um, and offerings to the church. Continue to give generously as God has blessed you so we can continue to do the work that God calls us to each and every day, even in the midst of pandemic and uh, COVID-19. Um, now turn it over to our own. Dr. James Henry Harris, as he closes us out with uh, benediction and prayer. Dr. Harris? Thank you so much, Reverend uh, Antonio Red. 
and uh, thank you for a lot of the other ministry help that you provide uh, during these difficult days. So we are very grateful and very thankful uh, to you for that. Please make note of the fact uh, we'll start out on a high note, a happy note, um, reminding you that uh, on Tuesday, January 26th, Nadia Anderson has a birthday. So please give a shout out to Nadia Anderson on Tuesday, January 26th. Um, birthdays we've had in this month for Sister Lucy Jones, uh, who turned 91 years old on the 9th. Herman Anderson uh, on the 14th had a birthday. Deacon Carolyn Harrison, a birthday on January 15th. Uh, Greg Howard. Greg, ha Greg Turner, also on uh, January the 15th, and Angela Taylor, also on January the 15th. Happy birthday to those, those birthdays that have passed, and um, also on uh, January the 17th, Sister Barbara Allen's birthday, and she turned 85 years old. So... We are very uh, wonder thankful about that. And Kenneth Threat's birthday was also January the 16th. Kenneth Threat. Jay, we have a lot of birthdays in January. Um, so, happy birthday to all of the January celebrants. We remind you of Sunday school and, uh, and uh, prayer, intercessory prayer with Reverend Lucas and Reverend Jefferson and Sunday School with Reverend Hal White. You have that number, 609-663-4533. Uh, I mean, and uh, Sunday School and Wednesday night Bible study, Wednesday during the day Bible study, 1230. Same number as today, 617-769-8209. And uh, Zoom book discussion. Uh, in the evening, tonight at 7.30, 7.30 to 8.30, call uh, Deacon Mac Anderson or Sister Bernie Anderson if you uh, want uh, them to send you the Zoom connection for tonight's book discussion. You can also hear the sermons from October 18th, and you can hear discussions of uh, the Black Suffering discussions as well in the Apple Store on iTunes by typing in Second Baptist Church West End and select the sermons or the book discussions. iTunes, by typing in Second Baptist Church West End, select the sermons or the book discussion, goes all the way back to October 18th. We are grateful and we are thankful to all of them. We want you to continue to remember the frontline workers, the SBC pantry, uh, the teachers, the bereaved families. Um, keep all of them in your prayers. Reverend uh, Bradby's nephew, who had COVID-19, Warren Bradby in North, Northern Virginia, uh, keep Margaret Robinson in the Dominion Place Apartments. They had a fire last night, so keep Sister Robinson uh, in your prayers, and also Sister Virginia, I can't think of the last name, but Margaret can tell you, um, and then keep Brother Sylvanius Brown in your prayers, he's at VCU Medical Center. He suffered an aneurysm. 
uh, he, he's related uh, to Deborah Austin and Alice Jones. Um, continue to keep um, my wife's father, Walter Bright, in your prayers. And uh, also Wanda Red, who is uh, Antonio's mother, who also had COVID-19. And now she is recovered and doing well. So keep all of those persons in prayers as well. And continue to remember that uh, persons in our congregation, our church, are continuing to be vaccinated. Uh, Kelly Doughton, Bernie Anderson, Juanita Carter, and others. Continued prayers for the bereaved family. Again, for John Allen's sister, Christine Cross, Herbert Southall's sister, Louise Southall Forrest in Queens, New York, Dwayne Bly's mother, Louise Bly, who was on our usher board at Second Baptist, was funeralized a week or so ago. Sister Ethel Johnston passed uh, this past week. And Sheila Randolph's sister, Brenda Randolph, was funeralized this past Friday. So keep all of those families in your prayers. And also this week, there are funeral services coming up. Uh, Miss Grace Epps' niece, uh, Don Ellis Wilkerson. Her funeral is tomorrow at uh, Mims Funeral Home. And uh, you can inquire with that family. You can talk to Cynthia Epps or anybody in the Epps family who can give you uh, an update. Eddie Mobley's aunt, Francille Brown, passed away from COVID-19 as well. A private funeral service is being held for her on Tuesday, January 26th. And also Reverend Gloria Lucas's nephew, Anthony Tony Curriton, passed away last week. Um, he is the son of Ronald and Esther Curriton. And I believe he was in a, the victim of an accident. Mm -hmm. And uh, so keep Reverend Lucas, her family, her brothers, in prayer. His funeral is Wednesday, January 27th at Wilson uh, Funeral Home. So there's a lot to take in, a lot to know. We continue to pray for Robert Thompson uh, that we were praying for earlier in the year. We continue to pray and keep him in our prayers and our thoughts as well. Um, Finally, let me say to you that you can pick up your 2021 calendars. You can pick them up from the church today. Uh, if you get there before two, uh, Deacon Brother Alan Robinson will make sure that you get a calendar. Um, there are limited numbers of calendars, but so you can get one, and the maximum you can get is two. These are the large calendars that we often get from Jenkins Funeral Home. I want to thank all of you for your presence and for being with us today. I want to thank the worship participants, uh, Anton, I mean, uh, Antonio and Demetrius and Nathaniel. Thank you so much. And um, if Amanda is on the call, she can do the benediction. I'll say it one more time. If Amanda Harper is on the call, she can do the benediction. Otherwise, I'm, I'm here. Okay, Amanda, speak up. There is hope. Good afternoon again, church. Uh, just join me in prayer as we leave. go out February for the day. But God, how we just thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to commune in a different way, in a new and special way, in a new and different world. God, we ask that we receive today's message, that we rely and stand on the hope that you provided us, that it may look and it may be 
difference and it may be hard. God reminds us and instilling us and that creative foundation of hope for us to keep pushing forward to change and to work and to grow in this world. Keep us safe and keep us covered. Stand with and comfort those names called out by our pastors today. Stand with their families, give them comfort, grieve and love and cover them. Oh God, how we love you and we lift up your precious name. In your name we pray. Amen. I owe to love.